Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Come on, side, side, What up, everybody? I am back again. It's me, Ed Lover, and it's time for another Come On, Son, the podcast. Listen, I was here in Chicago because, you know, I got my own radio show here in Chicago. It's called the Ed Lover Morning Show on 104.3 Jams. I was here in Chicago for All-Star Weekend, and damn it, y'all. Man, All-Star Weekend here in Chicago was a blast. Did y'all catch the All-Star game? Did y'all like the way they they did the tribute to Kobe Bryant? I thought that was very, 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 very touching. But I have to be honest with y'all. I don't understand. Maybe it's something's going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. And if you know something about it, hit me up on Facebook or hit me on Instagram at Mr. Ed Lover. Is there something going on with Kobe Bryant and his family that nobody's talking about his parents. And I know he was estranged from his mom for a while. I know that. I know that for a fact. I knew Kobe. I know he had to sue his mother because his mother was trying to, uh, quote, unquote, from what they say, she was trying to sell some of his stuff. But it's still his mom. And at the end of the day, if his mother's alive, shouldn't she, shouldn't she be uh, mentioned? I would think so. Like, I didn't understand that at all, y'all. Like, seriously, I, 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 that, that's one part of this whole thing with Kobe Bryant that I don't get is the fact that nobody is mentioning his parents. Like, they ain't mentioning his father. He got two sisters. He got nieces and nephews, and they doing all these tributes, and nobody's mentioning his mom. That's a little weird to me. Just, that's just a little unsettling to me, to be honest with y'all. Like, I don't understand how you're not mentioning this dude's moms and his father. Like, okay, we're going to feel bad for his wife and and the rest of his kids. That's a hard thing to do is to lose somebody that you've been married to for that long and to lose a child. Oh, my grandmother lost all three of her children before she went, and she didn't even. She didn't survive after that. Like, I don't think, I really don't think my grandmother wanted to live. Like, seriously, I don't think so. So I understand how hard it is, but not from a firsthand basis because it's never happened to me. 
But from what I understand, the hardest thing to do in your entire life as a parent is lose a child. And I hope that never happens to anyone who's listening to this podcast right now. I hope you never have to have that experience of losing a child. That being said, Kobe Bryant's parents lost their child. The same way Vanessa lost her child and her husband, they lost their child. Kobe's mom gave birth to him and his two sisters. And they very close with his sisters, very close. And I didn't see any pictures of him and his sisters or him and his parents in any of the tributes, even though I thought the tributes were fantastic. I thought they were fantastic. I thought Magic spoke eloquently and beautifully. Um, a part of me knows he said that because at that time you have to say the right thing at the right time. But there will be another basketball player like Kobe Bryant. We thought we would never see another Michael Jordan. And we had Kobe Bryant, the closest thing to Michael Jordan. We thought we'd never see another Julius Irving, but we did. We had Michael Jordan. You know, we thought we would never see a player as good as Connie Hawkins, and we had Julius Irving. Like, it goes on and on and on. And LeBron is not the end-all, be-all, although he is the closest thing to Kobe Bryant that we have right now. There's going to be somebody else out there that's going to – the torch is going to be passed to. But, God, if we will ever forget Kobe being Bryant, it's not going to happen. He's an outstanding basketball player. He was an outstanding human being. And and speaking of that, let me speak on this Gail King controversy real quick because I'm glad Snoop Dogg came back and apologized. I thought that Gail King was wrong. I thought that I don't I didn't and and I go out on a limb sometimes with my 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 opinions are not the most popular opinions all the time and I stand fast on my beliefs. I really don't care. I didn't think Gail was wrong for asking Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant in that manner. I thought Gail King was wrong for digging in on the question. Once, I don't know if I consider myself a journalist for being a on-air personality, but I had TLC in the studio in New York City on Hot 97 right after Left Eye burned down Andre's Risen's house. And I didn't know at the time that that was the second time she set fire on stuff in this house. And they came in. And the handler told me, you cannot ask them anything about Andre Risen or the, or the charges that are pending against Left Eye. And I looked right at him while they were standing in the hallway. And I walked out there and I said in front of Chili, Left Eye, and T-Boss, you better, to their handler, you better take them and, and just go ahead and you guys have a nice day. Because at the end of the day, I, as an on-air personality slash sometimes journalist, I have to answer to my quote-unquote listeners or constituency, like a politician. If I don't ask the hard questions, I'm going to get jumped on by the public as a person that does fluff interviews, and I don't do fluff interviews. If there's something there, I have to ask the question. Now, you can answer the question any way you want to, and I won't continue the line of questioning after that, but I have to ask the question. So I asked Left Eye, what's up? With you, in this case, about burning down Andre Risen's house, what happened? Ed, I can't go into detail right now because there's still a court case pending. I said, okay, but are you sorry? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about that. I didn't mean for that to happen the way it happened. And I want to apologize to my fans and the whole fan base that loves TLC. That's what she, I remember. I'm paraphrasing. But something like that is what I remember her saying. So it's okay but the problem is with Gail is Gail dug in. That's the problem. When Lisa Leslie said, I've never seen that kind of thing 
I would never imagine that. That's not the Kobe I knew. I never saw that side of Kobe. I, um, Kobe was the kind of guy that would go to the club and for a little while, and then he would go home. He would never be like, hey, Lisa, grab that girl over there and tell her to come here. He was never that kind of person. That's She should have left it alone right there. But instead, she dug in, and when she dug in, she said, you wouldn't see that, Lisa, because you're Kobe's friend. That's digging in. In other words, we were trying to stand up for the amount of women that watched the show, and you were still trying to paint Kobe Bryant as a rapist, and he was never, ever, ever, ever convicted of that. He wasn't convicted. Let me tell you all a quick story about me, and this is the reason why, another reason why I think Gail King was wrong. But then I'm going to give you the other side of why I think other people were wrong. If, God forbid, I died tomorrow, quickly, out of nowhere, and my name was brought up. Now, I'm not as big as Kobe Bryant, never will be. But my name was was brought up to the point where people were doing interviews about me. There are things in my past that I wouldn't want people to dwell on. Okay? I got in a fight in a club with my wife with two girls accosted my wife. She was my fiance at the time. And they got to scrapping and they threw a drink in her face and the other one was coming to hit her in the head with a gallon bottle, vodka bottle. And I punched the girl in the face. Got arrested for it. I had to go to court for it. Cost me $81,000. I had to settle out of court in a civil suit with the young lady. They broke everything down to a misdemeanor and I did seven days of community service. Never had any problems after that in my life. And this is 20-something, maybe 30-something years ago. Does that make me a woman beater because I protected my wife? If I had to look at it and do it again, I would do the exact same thing. You understand what I'm saying? I wasn't convicted of assault. I was convicted of disorderly conduct. Because the prosecutor says, and all the witnesses said, that I had a right to protect my fiancé. I had every God-given right to strike somebody that was about to strike my fiancé with a bottle to the head. Would I want somebody sitting there and say, well, what about the charges against Ed when he beat that woman in the club? I didn't beat the woman. I punched in the fucking face. And I would do the same thing all over again to save my wife. Absolutely. That's when Gail was wrong. She dug in. Now, let me get to the flip side of this. And I'll get back to the All-Star game. The vile, the vileness, I was disgusted by the name-calling against Gayle King. I was disgusted by the threats against Gayle King. I know Gayle King. Gayle King made a mistake. It doesn't mean that Gayle King should have been drugged on social media in the manner that she was drugged. You tell her, hey, Gayle, you made a mistake. Now, I understand there's a couple of people out there that believes that when it comes to this whole Me Too movement, Oprah is anti-black male. I can see your point of view on that. But that does not mean that Gail should have had her life threatened because of a question that she asked. Tell her she's wrong. I don't feel like you wrong. You can get emotional about things. I mean, Snoop was very emotional about Kobe Bryant, and rightfully so. Him and Kobe are tight. But the threats, that wasn't right. Because what I saw out there on social media world is 
We're black men. You're supposed to protect us. Well, those are black women. By the word of God, we are supposed to protect them. And if they do something like that and they're in the public eye, let them know. I'm not happy about that. I don't think that you're protecting us the right way. We know what we're up against in this world. We already know it. We've been doing it for a long time now as African-Americans in this world. We need to be seen and heard in the images that we project are the images of us that are seen around the world. We're the minority in the United States of America. So we have to honor our forefathers and our ancestors by doing things the right way. Threatening Gail King, threatening her life behind a question is not the right way. Admonishing her and telling her she was wrong, yeah. But when you go with the threats and name-calling and all that, that's a sister. She's still your sister. She's still somebody's mama. That wasn't right. And and, and I'm not going to stand behind that, and that's not what I stand for. I think CBS was wrong, too, because they threw her out there. That's that what I call clickbait. Something to make you watch. Just the most salacious part of an interview, you throw it out there. So, and then everybody saw that and like, damn, Gail, you throwing Cobe under the bus and blah, 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 bitch. We gonna, but that, that ain't right, man. Because if we want our black women to take care of us, then we have to take care of them. 100%. No doubt about it. No smoke and mirrors. None of that. We have to. We have to take care of our sisters. Even in a, in a, in a time when they not even show up about what they're doing or how to take care of themselves. We must take care of them as black men, not throw them under the bus and roll over the bus on them and call them all kind of mud-faced bees and how we going to kill them when we see them and you're not safe out in these streets and we ain't having nobody talk bad about Kobe or we coming to see you and kick your door in. and all. Come on, black men. Come on. Come on. There was a way to handle that, and that wasn't the way to handle it. Not at all. Not as grown men with, with a family and with children. Because you always have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Suppose it was you. Suppose you made that kind of a mistake. Would you want somebody dragging you all over the place? I mean, fun is fun. But it got really vile. It got really violent. And it got really, really nasty against a woman who does not deserve that kind of language or action on our behalf. Let them know how you feel. There's plenty of ways to let people know how you feel without going overboard on it. We went overboard on social media on Gail King. Overboard. Now, let me get back to the All-Star Weekend here in Chicago. I ain't never been so tired before in my life, man. I was so happy when Monday came. Thank God I didn't have to work because it was President's Day. I Listen, first of all, it, my birthday was February 12th, so it led right into All-Star Weekend. So the Wednesday night, Remy Martin, thank you, Remy. Remy gave me a dinner, okay, um, here in Chicago. And then after my dinner, I hosted along with Kid Capri at this place called Blind Barber. It's, and if you ever come to Chicago, you have to go here. This is the coolest little place. It's like an actual barbershop connected to a speakeasy. So you go in the barbershop, and they had, like, barbers there and people cutting hair, and and Giddy was giving away so many of these olive oil products, also products, which is so dope. And if y'all see them on the show, please support them. And then in the back, they had a whole-ass party with tables and bar, and it was it was just dope. And Kid Capri came through. Thank you, Kid Capri, my fellow Aquarian brother. And he smashed the entire 
plays down. I mean, he smashed it down, y'all. He did an absolutely fantastic, fabulous job. Smashed the whole place down. Yeah, and and then my man, uh, I was very happy to see my man Zoe from um, Geek. They did the collabos with um, Puma. Puma is really killing them right now, too. Puma was all over the place, man. And it's really actually Puma, but we say Puma. It's Puma. Did they think, man, that Emory Jones came through, who's like at the forefront of making sure of this amazing resurgence that that Puma has right now, man. Hopefully, if anybody out there from Puma catches this, tell them to reissue the Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, Yom TV Raps Puma, that Clyde that we had out. Reissue that, because that sneaker was hot. Reissue the whole line, the Shan, the Kane, all of those, man. Let them come back out. Now that people's interest in Puma has peaked again, that would be a very dope line to put out one more again. You know, so Emory Jones came through, my man Kenny Burns, the Lifestyle, style, uh, lifestyle, uh, what do you call itself? Well, you know who Kenny Burns is. He hosts all the parties. He's a lifestyle specialist and host. Kenny came through, man. Big shout out to, to Kenny and Zoe and Dave Jeff from Fly right here in Chicago. They came through. Just a lot of people came through, man. That Wednesday night, whoo, that Wednesday night was epic, y'all. Wednesday, I was out Thursday. Thursday was crazy. Um, went to, uh, Went to Tim Hardaway's uh, Cigar and Cognac, sponsored by Hennessy at the Clayton, which is a wonderful, wonderful private cigar uh, place here in Chicago. Tim Hardaway saw him up in there, man. Chopped it up with Tim and a lot of other retired basketball players were there. Dominique Wilkins is downstairs. I'm chilling with Dominique. It was, it was cool. And when I say I was chilling with these people, I'm on a first-name basis with them. So I'm not the kind of person that, takes a picture and say I was chilling with somebody that I wasn't chilling with because it really kind of bothers me sometimes, and I'm not going to lie. If you say, hey, I saw a picture with here's a picture with me and the legendary Ed Lover, but when you post it, I was chilling with my man Ed Lover. No, you wasn't. You saw me. You were not. You saw me. You asked for a picture. I said, sure, and we took the picture. Now, if your definition of chilling with me is being in the same room with me or any other quote-unquote celebrity, then, yeah, you were. But you weren't chilling with me. You were chilling in the same space that I was in. So when I say I was chilling with Tim Hardaway, Ed Senior, and chilling with Dominique Wilkins, that is not anything short but the truth. Okay, then I ran into a good friend of mine. I used to work at Reebok. She invited me to something the next day, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So after I left the Clayton, we went to one of my favorite cigar places here. The oldest one in the United States is called Iwan Reese. So we sat there. Mind you, there's open bar of Hennessy at, at the Clayton. Then we went to Iwan Reese, drank two bottles of Elijah Craig bourbon. Then we went to the Air Jordan Casino Royale. Now, when I say Air Jordan, I'm not talking A-I-R. I'm talking about the children of Michael Jordan. Heirs. The heirs of Michael Jordan. Man, whoo. That party was popping. It's at this place called Bounce here in Chicago. Party was popping, had a great, great time. Ran into former New York Nick, Charles Oakley, Allen Iverson. The list just goes on and on and on. Jada Kiss, I saw Jada Kiss twice during this weekend. Um, heard Fab was there, didn't even see him though, but I saw Fab later on. Great weekend, man. Great weekend. That was Thursday night. Did that, did it up. Friday, went to the uh, Jim Beam posterized thing, celebrating the best five. 
basketball players to ever come out of the city of Chicago. That was real cool. Antoine Walker was there, and a host of other dignitaries were in the building. That was an open ball by Jim Beam, so you already know what that was. Then left there and went to Kenny the Jet Smith party. Uh, Kenny Burns on the mic. D. Nice is on the set. Live performance by Ghostface Killer, which I, I got a picture with Ghostface. I put I love Ghostface Killer. He's one of my favorite members, if not my favorite, from the Wu-Tang. Ran into Jada Kids, Fab again, Allen Iverson again. Just so many people. I can't even remember. You ever been so smacked you can't even remember everybody you saw? Well, that's how I felt Friday. Good time Friday. Saturday, Biz Marquis, Terrence Howard. Uh, that was a really cool party. Left there. High Park Cigars, another great place to smoke in Chicago. High Park Cigars left. High Park Cigars went to see the Originals. Now, the Originals party was probably one of my favorite parties of the whole weekend, besides my birthday party at Soldier Field, which is something else I'll get to. The Originals are D-Nice, Rich Medina, Tony Touch, Stretch Armstrong, and Clark Kent. All five DJs DJing and playing everything. You ever been to a party where you hear everything? I mean, like, every single thing. Like, it doesn't matter what type of music it is. As long as it's a stone-cold groove, they're going to play it. When I tell you they did the damn thing at the Marriott Marquis, that party was fire. I had a great time at the Originals party. And I knew I would because anytime I'm up in New York or anywhere else and you hear the Originals playing, you might want to go to this. It is it is absolutely fantastic. I mean, when you got five great, great, uh, way above average DJs like that, crazy. Crazy, crazy. I had to DJ. I DJed this weekend. I DJed at HVAC Pub in, in uh, Wrigley for an event with Ralph Sampson, which I thought was very dope. I uh, ran into to Shaq's son, the one that's going to LSU. I call him Little Doshes, um, at the Puma store. Flicked it up with him a little bit. Puma did a pop-up on, on the Magnificent Mile in Michigan. It was just totally, man. The game was dope. Slam dunk contest I thought was dope. Little controversial. People think that... Uh, the young man who played for Miami Heat, Dennis Jones Jr., they think he shouldn't have won. They think Aaron Gordon should have won for jumping over seven foot five inch Taco Fell. But my thing is, I didn't really think it was a controversy. This is just my opinion, y'all. I know y'all probably not going to agree with me, but like I said, I don't care and I stand fast with my opinions. I think Aaron Gordon didn't clear Taco Fell and then he slammed with two hands. Dennis Jones Jr. jumped from right in front of the f- foul line. And windmilled the dunk. That dunk was crazy to me. But the deciding factor of the slam dunk contest was Dwayne Wade. And because Dwayne Wade didn't come in with giving uh, Gordon a, a, a perfect score, he didn't win for the second time. This is the second time he's been in a slam dunk contest that was controversial, and he came out on the losing end of it. So because of that, he says... He's he's not going to do it anymore, and I think that's a damn shame because he's just so good at it, and he's always a highlight. His dunks were crazy. The one off the side of the backboard, he caught with one hand and did a one eighty and dunked it. Oh man, that was a great slam dunk contest. I love the way they did the uh, three pointer. I love the way they did the skills challenge. I can do it without the celebrity game. 
if you're not going to get some top-name celebrities, don't do the celebrity game. Like, for real. If, if people don't want to participate, I would rather see an old-timers game. Celebrity game didn't do anything for me. I'd rather really see kind of like the big three old-timers just jump on the court and, and play. Like, full court, though. I think that would be hilarious. There was so many of them there. I would just love to see them in whatever shape they're in. Change the rules. Give them more of a shot clock. Make it fun. That's what I would I would love to see that. Absolutely love to see that. The celebrity game I can really do without. The rookie game was dope, you know. United States versus the world. I think that's that's just dope. Saturday night was fantastic. And the way they did the NBA All-Star game, Team LeBron versus Team Giannis Antetokounmpo, not crazy about it because I still like East and West. But the way they set the game up now, like that fourth quarter, is no game clock. It's just who gets to whatever. In this case, the, the points were 157. Whoever got to 157 first is the winner. And these guys went hard. I know there were some owners like that. They were there were like, please slow down. Oh, my God, please don't get hurt. They went hard. That was a really, really good all-star game. Really, really well put together. And salute to the NBA for the way they put everything together for all-star weekend. In Chicago, the sneaker drops was crazy. Man, tried to get that Virgil Abloh Jordan 5. Couldn't get it. Went to the sneaker app. Thought I had it. It's immediately, oh, sorry, you weren't selected for the drawing. I was like, come on, son. Now that sneaker's worth over $1,000 right now, man. Whole weekend was crazy, man. All-star game, slam dunk. People say Dwayne Wade sold them out. Dwayne Wade's uh, outfit was a little sellout. It was a little crazy to me. And speaking of, let's talk. Can we talk about D-Wade and this whole controversy surrounding D-Wade right now? Because I want to talk about it. And I want y'all to know my thoughts on it because a lot of people are hitting me up and asking me my thoughts on it. I am going to put it like this. I don't agree with Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union allowing Dwayne Wade's son to identify as a female. Here's the part where I think what you're thinking about me right now is absolutely wrong. It has nothing. My thoughts on this has nothing to do with sex or sexuality. And D-Wade just came out in an interview with Robin Roberts said his son knew that he was wanted to identify as a female from the age of three. You know what I say to that? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Since the age of three? My thing is, he's 12 now. And I still don't think a 12-year-old can make that kind of decision for himself. Because a 12-year-old feels a lot of different stuff. And when I was 12, I felt a lot of different stuff. And when D-Wade was 12, he felt a lot of different stuff. And our parents didn't let us do it. That's it. This has nothing to do with sexuality to me. What it has to do with is the development of the brain of a 12-year-old. Nothing more, nothing less. If my child at 12 came in and said, you know what, Dad? I identify as a weed smoker. No. No, you do not. You are able to do whatever you want to do once you're old enough to make that kind of conscious, rational, mature decision. There is a reason why if that kid did a crime, he would be treated as a juvenile. 
because his brain is juvenile. And I know there's some states in this country that want to lock up a 12-year-old like they're a grown-ass man, and they're not. Did anyone out there see the Netflix documentary on Aaron Hernandez? Did you see that psychologists and scientists say that your brain is not even really fully developed until 25 years old? So you're going to tell me a 12-year-old should be able to make the decision on how they want to live their life. A 12-year-old. It has nothing to do with sexuality, in my opinion. For me, nothing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the least homophobic. I will stand up and march and scream and holler for the LGBTQ community to have their rights. 100%. I am 100% behind making a different bathroom for transgender people. 100%. There should be a men's bathroom, women's bathroom, transgender, transsexual, whatever. Bathroom. But at 12 years old, I do not believe that he has the mental capacity to really understand what he's talking about or to make that kind of decision for himself. Here is my problem with it. As a father, my job is to nurture, guide, and protect you and to teach you. That's my job as a dad. That's the job my dad did. That's the job his dad did. I have four girls, one boy. It's my job to love them all equally, protect them. I give them advice sometimes to my older girls. I have a 36-year-old daughter, even if she doesn't want my advice. Like when she posts about blowing weed on social media. She's 36. I can't stop you from blowing weed, but I can tell you, I don't think that's a good idea because your job or employers might pull up your social media or future employers. Say you want to leave your job and go somewhere else. If they pull up your social media, they may not hire you because you smoke weed like that. And I'm quite sure she did not get the post office job that she wanted many, many years ago because of that. But she ain't going to tell me because I'm her dad. So it's my job to guide you and to try to help you overcome obstacles in life. That's my job, not to let you make decisions that could hurt you later on. Now, here's my point. Suppose later on in life, his son decides he doesn't want to be identified as female anymore, and it gets mad at D-Wade and stops talking to him because you allowed me to do that when I was 12, and I went through hell because of it. Why did you allow me such freedoms at 12? If a kid at 12 wants to be Batman or Superman, are you going to allow them to tie a cape around their neck and act like they can fly? Are you going to allow your child at 12 years old to identify as a army Lieutenant, would you let them go to war? Would you let the United States of America draft your child? Even if your child said, this is what I want to do? Would you let your child identify as a heroin addict? Would you let your child wake up every day and put on a police officer's uniform and go to school because he identifies as a police officer? No, you would not. 
has nothing to do with sexuality for me. I just don't think a 12-year-old should be making those kind of life-changing decisions. Now, there's a lot of people out there that might disagree with me. Lil Boosie said something about it. He got drug all over social media because people think it has something to do with sexuality. Now, with Lil Boosie, I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But for me, it doesn't. I just don't think, as a parent, you let a 12-year-old make whatever kind of decisions that they want to make. I, I just don't think that's something that you're supposed to be doing as a parent. I'm sorry. I just I just don't think so. I'm not going to let my child, I'm not going to let my daughters at 16. Told my daughters when they were young, I was like, y'all not having no babies yet. They had their, their children in their 20s. I'm not having that because that's something that could affect your entire life and, and your well-being for the rest of your life. We can't just let our kids do whatever they want to do. Now, if that's still how you feel at 19, 20, go ahead. Go ahead. Because you love your children. You love your children more than you love yourself. You absolutely do. But we can't let our children run rampant and do whatever they want to do because that's how they feel. That's my problem with it. He's 12. If he if he was like Magic Son, EJ, fine. Go ahead, bro. Love you. That's your lifestyle. Cool. Well, he's 12. Doesn't he doesn't know himself yet. Doesn't know itself yet. That's just my opinion on it. You know you can hit me up on anything if you agree with me. Or if you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm not looking for agreement or disagreement. I'm telling you what I think is wrong with it. I think the kid is too young to be making life-changing choices for themselves. And I don't think any parent that's listening to me right now would say that I'm wrong about it. But the advantage that he has is that his daddy is filthy freaking rich. His daddy and his stepmama got money. So he can be shielded in that manner. He could, if he starts having problems at school, homeschool ain't nothing to Dwayne Wade. An alternative school ain't nothing to Dwayne Wade if he had to pay for it. But most of us can't afford that kind of education for our children. Oh, we would love to. We would love to be able to afford the best of the best of the best for our children, but we're not Dwayne Wade. So I guess he might figure, well, I can protect him, so I'm going to let him make that decision. Most of us get by how we get by. I do very well. I'm not rich. You've never seen me on the Forbes list or any other list. So I have to protect my children going to public school and public this and public that. I just would not let my children make a life-altering decision at 12 because I don't feel psychologically, scientifically, or mentally that they're able to handle it the way they should. That's how I feel about it. I just think the kid's too young to be making those kind of decisions. And I don't understand this thing where everyone that says anything about it or, hey, we disagree. And I just saw my man Isaac Hayes Jr. put up it's his, on Twitter. It's his kid. It's his kid. Black people need to stop caring about things that don't concern them. He brought it to the forefront. Once you take the coat up and open the door, if I open the door to my house and I say, y'all, bring the cameras in, look at my beautiful house. And a mouse run across the floor and it's get caught because I opened the door. Y'all have a right to talk about it, right or wrong. 
Like, damn, Ed keep a nasty house. Go ahead, look all over the house. Look all over the house. The cameraman takes the camera to the bathroom, figures out he got to use the bathroom, and I got doo-doo stains all in inside of my toilet. Y'all got the right to talk crazy about me. I put it out there. The internet right now is dragging Ludacris's sweatshirt with the picture of Kobe Bryant on it that did not look anything like Kobe Bryant. Nothing like Kobe Bryant. This is a horrible rendition of Kobe Bryant. But Ludacris wore it on the red carpet. He saw it before he put it on. So we got to write the clown him about it. And he's the one that do something called hashtag that's Ludacris. Bro, that sweatshirt, come on, son. That sweatshirt is foul. Whoever made that for you, I hope you didn't pay him, bro. Because the sweatshirt is, 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 is horrible. It's a horrible sweatshirt. Come on, son. Seriously, come on. Son. While I'm come on, son, and people, Bad Bunny, you're popular, bro. Not my cup of tea, bro. I'm probably sure you're a nice guy. But you went to the NBA All-Star game, and you sat there with a coronavirus mask on. Everybody else in the whole damn place was chilling. You sat there begging for attention. Now you got it. Come on, son. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. If you were so worried about the coronavirus, Bad Bunny, stay your ass home. Okay? Stay your ass home. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. And while I'm in the mood to come on, son, people, sometimes I get tired of talking about dude, but I got to. President Trump, come on, son. On more than one level. They did a survey of the best hotels, Chicago. You got this big-ass Trump hotel right now, and you ain't even make the top 40, son. Come on, son. You looking real corny right now. Seriously, son. And then Illinois Governor Rob Blagojevich, you pardoned him. He tried to sell Obama's vacant seat, and you pardoned him and let him out of jail. I know why you did it, too. You did it just to snub your nose at Obama. I know you did, but come on, son. You're sending out the wrong messages to politicians, to, to heads of state. Nah, do whatever you want to do. I'll pardon you. Come on, son. F out of here with that bullshit, son. For real? For real, son? Come on, son, to whoever just killed Pop Smoke. What are we doing? We can't. Rappers are an endangered species. Pop Smoke just got killed. Home Invasion killed the kid, man. Just dropped the album. Come on, son. You know, you know you're not right for killing Pop Smoke, son. You know you're not right, son. Come on, son. Come on, son. Go out to Diddy. All of that rhetoric at the, at the Grammys, are you still holding on to people's publishing, son? You want to be treated fairly, but you're not treating nobody else fairly. Mace went in on you, bro. And rightfully so. All these years later, you done made money off of Mace. The locks had to embarrass you back in the days for their publishing. Give Mace his publishing, son. Come on, son. Give the man his publishing, man. Or at least give him half of it. But you can't stand there and talk about we not being treated fairly and blah, 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 blah and you still holding 100% of this man's publishing. Come on, son. F out of here with that bullshit, Diddy. You know better than that. 
Get off your if you ain't right, you can't don't talk righteousness when you ain't right, bro. Get a man his stuff back. And speaking of come on, son, the Oscars. You give us a few awards and then all of a sudden we disappear, right? Come on, son. None of us did nothing to deserve a nod. What does Eddie Murphy have to do? How dope does Eddie Murphy have to be? Why do you keep digging up white people just so you don't have to? What did Eddie Murphy do? There's two people that I want to know about. One is Carmelo Anthony. Why was Carmelo Anthony out of the league so long? Come on, son. Who did he do what to? That's number one. And number two is Eddie Murphy. When you look at the Nutty Professor, either one or even number two, all of those characters, you don't see Eddie Murphy. You see a character. That's a tough thing to do, to make a character that you're playing look like its own person. Snubbed. Eddie Murphy was dope in Dreamgirls. As Jimmy Thunder early. Snubbed. Eddie Murphy was dope as Dolomite is my name. Snubbed. Come on, y'all. Come on. Y'all doing Eddie Murphy the same way y'all did Lawrence Fishburne for What's Love Got to Do With It, the same way you did Denzel Watson for Malcolm X. Now you're going to turn around some years later and give Eddie Murphy some award for when he plays somebody that raped somebody or killed a bunch of people. Come on, son. Nobody did nothing that was dope this year that was African-American except for that little short um, film the black dude did about hair. Really, son? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit, man. Seriously, son. I mean, sometimes I just go out on the limb. I'm going to say it how I feel it, y'all. And I'm Ed Love and I approve that message right there. Come on, son. You already know. This is Come On, Son, the podcast, y'all. I'm Ed Lover, chilling. Had to get a few things off my chest, and I've done that. So I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Big shout-out to the Radio.com family. Big shout-out to, of course, the Overseer, Combat Jack. Shout-out to my man, Premium Pete, Krista, my editor. She be doing her thing, man. I love y'all. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. On Come On Sunday Podcast, keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you on the next podcast, all right? Be well, y'all. Stay safe. God love all the time. At Lover, and I'm out. Come on, son. Come on, son. son. This episode of Come On Sunday Podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.